Hey guys, Rachel here. Um, Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to wish all of you a happy new year. Um, Obviously, this is coming out the day after New Year's, and um, I wanted to, you know, take the time out and wish you guys a happy 2024. Um, I still can't believe that 2023 went by so fast. Um, Definitely uh, check out my Instagram post. I did do a Instagram post recapping 2023, a lot of milestones that happened for the podcast and also, um, you know, what you guys could look forward to for 2024. Uh, I will link that in the show notes um, as well. And today is going to be a replay. Um, This was the third most listened to uh, episode of 2023. Uh, This one came out in September. And um, this is with um, Arena Cross presenter Kristen Banks. Um, I loved interviewing Kristen. (laughs) She's so much fun to talk to. And uh, and obviously... um, doing she's doing amazing things i am going to you know still link all of her information in the show notes as well so you guys can make sure that you check out all the things that she's doing because she is doing this also while working a full-time job in medical sales how she's doing all of that i do not know but she she is figuring it all out right um and so yeah without um further ado let's get into something else before we get into the podcast. So look, guys, obviously, it's the start of a new year. So most of us want to like purge things that no longer serve us, right? And that includes race car stuff too. You know, some of some of us are getting rid of race cars and getting new ones, or some of us are getting rid of race cars, period, because we're just not doing it anymore, whatever the case may be. Um, Obviously, that's not for us. I mean, I honestly, if it's up to my husband, he would probably he would probably like go out in a race car. Okay, so like that'll never happen for us anytime soon. But um, but yeah, if you have anything racing related, um, accessories, trailers, haulers, anything that you're trying to get rid of or you might be looking for, check out racingjunk.com. You can post an ad on there for free. You can start out for free. They do have paid tiers, but you can start out for free. So definitely check out racingjunk.com and they are the official classified for Race Wipe Unfiltered. So, okay, let's get into the episode. Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered, hosted by your favorite bougie race wife, Rachel Thornhill. Every week, she shares stories of her life as a race wife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Hey guys, welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill, and today we have a special guest with us. Uh, She is an arena cross presenter, uh, and also she is a motocross rider herself, um, and she's a sideline reporter. So welcome, Kristen Banks. Hi, Kristen. 
Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. Yeah, no, I'm glad you were able to take time out of your busy schedule uh, to be on the podcast and share your story. I mean, you know, some more people know about you. Yeah, a lot of people from Instagram think that I just do reporting, but actually I have a full-time job during the week. So I sell medical (laughs) devices during the week and then the whole reporting stuff is just kind of for fun on the weekends. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Most people have no idea that you work a corporate job as well. Like that's crazy how you're, so how are you balancing all of that? It's crazy. Like I just got home from work, ran upstairs, put a little makeup on and put a jumpsuit on because it's easy to put on. And most of the time, if you ask my friends, I'm in scrubs 24 seven. So when I'm going, (laughs) if I ever go to dinner during the week with my friends, I'm usually in scrubs, but it's, it's interesting. Luckily this year, um, I kind of wanted to move more towards the reporting side of things. And so this year I have a girl that's been helping me on Fridays and Saturdays because sometimes we're in the operating room on Saturdays. So she's helped me a lot covering my cases so that I could cover a across, which was really cool and exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and obviously you do an arena cross. So how did you like fall into that? Like, you know, how were you able to get started? Okay, so it all goes back to um, my dad raced professionally ATVs. So full-wheelers, some people don't call them ATVs anymore. (laughs) But he raced ATVs. And then after that, well, I guess before that, his family or my family owned a dealership. So they sell everything from Indians to any kind of dirt bike, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Gas Gas, Husqvarna, all that kind of stuff, Polaris. They sell everything pretty much, but Harley Davidson when it comes to the whole motorsports type deal. Um, And then I just grew up. We had two racetracks. And so my dad would always have races every single weekend. So when your parents, your mom's doing scoring and running concession stand and doing all that, and your dad's running the race, then you just are running around the racetrack the whole time. Um, So that's what I did every weekend. And I loved it. And I mean, we have different backgrounds. I'm more dirt bike. You're more race car, which I don't know much about, but you know the feel of growing up at races and being at races and, you know, how it's so much fun. And once you're in it, you never want to leave it. So it's one of those things that, you know, I grew up around it and it's kind of a passion for mine. Yeah. I understand that. So, yeah, I actually didn't grow up around racing, but like I've been in it with my husband for 18 years um and my obviously my my daughters grew up around racetracks and so yeah so like they're kind of the same way so um my youngest especially um yeah like she wants to get into a car like right now you know so yeah so yeah you growing up at a racetrack it makes sense that you would want to do something in that vicinity no matter what it is um yeah, yeah so, it- I, well, actually, I kind of went away for, from it for a while. I went to college, and then that's when I realized, I was like, wait, I really kind of miss this, you know? And then mm-hmm. I, I went to a couple Supercrosses, and I was like, wait, I kind of want to get back into this. How in the world can I get back involved in motorcycles? Yeah, 
Um, and, and, and that makes sense. It's like, it's in your blood. And so mm-hmm. it's like, you can't fully get away from it. You know, even right. when you want to, it's like, yeah, you might step away from it for a while, but eventually you come right back into it. Right. It really is crazy. I swear, no matter what kind of racing, once you've been in it, it's really hard to step away forever, especially yeah. if you raced. I mean, I didn't race, but you know, I know a lot of guys that I don't know if they'll ever, AKA my dad quit. He's 65 and he still races. I'm like, dad, you're too old for this. <laughs> yeah. you. It, it's crazy because like, um, I know, especially here, um, my husband actually races against a guy that actually owns the track out here, the local track out here. And he's in his eighties. Oh my God. And he's beating out guys like half his age. And I it's love that. hilarious. I um, love that. and the thing is I had no idea he was in his eighties because I mean, I knew he was older. So I was assuming like he might've been in like his sixties or something. And when my husband told me, he's like, no, he's like 82. And I'm like, he, but the, I mean, obviously he lives like an amazing lifestyle because he, he doesn't slow down. Like he's Mm -hmm. moving around like a lot. Like he's way more active than half the people our age. Right. Probably keeps him young for sure. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love those stories. Right. So I was like, oh, I didn't realize he was in his 80s. Like, I I was like that. I had no idea. I was like, right. I would have thought somebody was lying to me. <laughs> There's no That's- way he's in his 80s. Yeah. But yeah, so a lot of them are like that. Um, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll stay in it as long as possible. Um, and but, you know, he he's been doing this forever and honestly it's like i don't know if he'll ever stop unless like right. something seriously happens where he cannot physically race anymore right. so yeah because that that was one thing my husband uh, was like well i guess i'm gonna have to give up my car to our daughter and she's like no you're gonna have to race with me like because she wants to be able to beat him yeah that's so funny <laughs> i love that are they both daddy's girls or just like, I'm definitely a daddy's girl all day. Oh, she is. Yeah. The youngest for sure. Youngest, just like the, him. Same yeah. like personality, attitude. Everything. Yeah. 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 That's how, that's how I am. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So. And then my brother's just like my mom wants nothing to do with racing. He's an engineer. Like it's funny. It really is funny how it works. Yeah. And and that was something like I had never I never grew up around racing. So mm-hmm. like whenever I met my husband and I knew that he was in it because I mean, he's grown up around racing. His dad raced sprint cars his whole right. life. So he you know, so I knew when I got into this, I was like, what you're signing up for. Yeah, I knew what I was signing up for. And he told me he's like, you're signing up for this if you get with me. So like racing's not going to go away. Right. So right. I was like. Oh, okay. Like, I'm like, I don't have a problem with it, but I just don't know anything about it. So it's like, he had pretty much had to teach me everything. And yeah, like I, I was hooked to it like ever since. And, um, like we've, we've been like, actually my daughters, both, they both raced, um, dirt bikes at first. Oh, really? Yeah. So they started in carts for a little while and then they moved to dirt bikes, um, for, oh, wow. for a little while. Um, my youngest, she, she liked it a lot more than my oldest did. Um, but 
yeah, they just, I don't know, like they fell out of it for a little while. Um, and then that's when he went back car racing because we had sold the stuff for them to ride dirt bikes. Oh. So. See, that's what I told my dad. I think, so I just ride for fun now because mm-hmm. um, I grew up riding the day I got home from the hospital, I rode on a motorcycle. Like my parents were just those people that my dad was like, oh, <laughs> let's take her to the dealership and ride her on the motorcycle. I don't know whose idea it was. I'm assuming my dad. <laughs> but so like, that's how that whole love affair started. And mm-hmm. then I actually learned to ride a motorcycle before a bicycle because I really think it's easier. I mean, you have more momentum, so it's probably easier to keep your balance. Yeah. And then um I told my dad, so then I just ride, you know, for fun. I retired at the age of four because I don't know why, but I think <laughs> I just was like, I don't want to race. I just want to ride for fun. But I told my dad, um one of the first events of me getting back into like broadcast and motorsports, I actually covered a car race, a dirt dirt car race in South Mm. Carolina at Traveler's Rest. It was called like, um, Moto Car Fight Club. So it was like motocross guys and dirt cars. It was awesome. But after that event, at that event, I told my dad, I like got mad at him. I was like, why didn't you put me in go-karts? I would have loved to race cars. Like that's one regret that I wish I would have gotten the opportunity to like, I think I would have raced cars. I really do. But motorcycles, I don't know. I just did never wanted to be competitive with it. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, it's always good to sometimes just have a hobby where like you don't, feel like you have to like compete in something or like or do it as like a career you know just do it because it's fun um and see i was kind of the same way because um we were all riding dirt bikes at the same time because like whenever we sold uh the car um that we had at that time for the girls to ride um we all got dirt bikes but I did not want to compete. Like I just, um, I, and, but he did, he wanted to compete and I was like, okay, I mean, like that's up to you, but he did the, um, the trail, Mm -hmm. uh, races or something. Yeah. I I forgot what it's called, but yeah, he did trails and, uh, (laughs) and it was funny because the first time he hit a tree, I was about to say that scares me more than anything. Yeah, because they move so fast. The first time he hit a tree. Never again. Yeah, he was done. (laughs) Honestly, I know people that do that and I see videos of them on Instagram. And I'm like, how in the world are you going that fast with like the path is so narrow, you Mm -hmm. know, and the trees are everywhere. I'm like. Y'all are way more talented than I am on a motorcycle, (laughs) that's for sure. I was like, I am not that coordinated. And I'm like, I was like, I don't know why you're doing that. And yeah, hit a tree. And and he's like, um, I think I think I I think I'm too old for this because he's like, it's taking a lot longer to recover. See, that's that's the one thing about being older and riding. Like my dad, he actually had a pretty bad injury a couple Mm -hmm. years ago. Um, but he realized he was like, wait, I don't recover like I used to. I'm like, no, I'm like, you're oh well, I guess he turned 65 in August. I'm like, right. you're not like 30 anymore. You're 65. Right. Exactly. Devices, I see the younger, the younger crowd, they recover way faster than your older yeah. crowd, you know? So it's wild. Yeah. But, and, and, and yeah, like you see, my husband just, you know, he just turned 40. And so, you know, I was like, 
Yeah, of course. You know, when whenever he was doing that, like he was, you know, still in his early 30s, I'm like, you're not a teenager anymore. Yeah. We're like, you could just get up the next day, possibly, and be okay. Like, yeah. and he's like, yeah, and I got to go to work the next day. I'm like, exactly. Because it yeah. was, you know, the races were mainly on like Sundays. Sundays so, right. yeah. So he's like, and I got to go to work tomorrow. I'm like, this, this is why, you know, you just, you don't do it anymore. <laughs> it's so crazy. Cause we all talk about it. Like even, you know, staying out past 10 PM now, I'm almost 30. I'm getting to 30. I'm like the next day. Cause I work out. I mean, oh my gosh, I work out at 5 AM. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I try to go to bed at nine, nine 30. And if I like go to dinner with friends or stay out, I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh my gosh, my body hurts. Like, I'm so tired. I've got to start going to bed. Like in my 20s though, you remember like when you're in college and stuff, you stayed out all night, whatever. You got up for class the next morning. You're doing great. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't even drink alcohol. I'll stay up past 10 and I'll wake up the next morning. Like, dang it. I should have gone to bed earlier. Like I can feel it in my body. Yeah, it, it's funny. It's funny you say that because literally the last podcast interview that I had before you, we were talking about the same thing, like how it's crazy that like now, like the older that we get, it's like you feel like you feel dead if you if you go to bed after nine. And it's like it's crazy, it, and it doesn't make sense. It's like yeah, in college, like I don't know how many times I would go to bed like one, two a.m. Yeah. You know. Sometimes going, going to the club the in the day, middle like, of the week, nothing. you know, sometimes going yeah. to like a bar or a club in the middle of the week, you know, everything closes down at like two, having to go to class like at 8 a.m. And yeah. just like, you know what? It's fine. Like, I'm good. And like now, yeah. oh gosh, now, like, there's no way. Like, I have like a solid like 9, 930 bedtime, like strict schedule during the week. It's really sad, but hey. Yeah, no, during the week, day. yeah, for me, it's like, it's like 930. I'm in bed. Like, yeah. I'm not like, you won't hear from me. Like, don't call me. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not here. <laughs> yeah, I, I put my phone on the do not disturb mode. I'm like, yep, not texting anybody back right now. I'll text you in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And I totally understand what you mean by like how you still work a full-time job. Cause I do too, you know, right. I still work. Cause I, I work from seven in the morning till two 30. And then oh after God. that I'm doing the podcast, you know, yeah. and then it's like, yeah. And then on top of that, kids you know, being a mom you know, yeah. that and everything and so luckily my my kids are older like my oldest daughter she doesn't live at home anymore she's oh, in college and so nice. yeah well yeah. that's the joy of having your kids like really young but right. at the same time like i was almost too young to be having kids because i was pretty much a child myself because my oldest i had her when i was 18 and oh my then, god and then my youngest, I had her when I was 21. So I was going to have an 18 year old and a 15 year old and I'm 37. So yeah, like that. I love that for you though. I'm, I do. I love it. Scale. I do love it because of the fact that like, I'm almost 40, but I'm like, but I pretty much done. Yeah. It's just at the same time, it's like, they make me feel so old sometimes because oh I'm like, you know, like I forget 
that my kids were literally born like 15 and 18 years ago because the time goes by so fast. Oh, like right, right. it doesn't feel like it. And, and then it's like, then they make me realize like how close I am to 40. And then sometimes oh. they remind me of what, of how old I am. And no, so I'm you're like, definitely the cool mom. You're for <laughs> sure the cool mom, I bet. Like, honestly, no matter what it is, you can say that you feel old. Like I was talking to someone the other day and um, we we're talking about, it's actually was my roommate. She has a, mm-hmm. her 10 year class reunion or something. I was yeah. like, my 10 year high school was last year, you know? So it's like, no matter what it is, <laughs> you're going to feel old. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, I graduated college almost, what? five years ago, six years mm-hmm. ago now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're going to feel old. So, right. Yeah. Time, like, so fast, that's crazy. It's crazy how fat it honestly. And like, that was something that I talked to someone about the other day. I'm like, you know, ever since COVID had hit, like everything was like, yeah. Like, it's just like everything just like, we just ran through multiple years in like such a short amount of time like how are we six months into this year i'm like i have no, no. idea it's so like, fast like it's about to be yeah. july i'm like wait what it was just yeah like oh i know that and that's what yeah actually one of my coworkers, we were talking about that uh last week He's like, you, you realize we're literally like halfway through the year. I'm like, I know. And it doesn't make sense because it doesn't even right. feel like we've gone through almost seven months. It's like, crazy. it really yeah. is. Yeah. It, it's crazy how time's just going by like way too fast. And it's like, I don't like it's all please. Yeah. Like almost like we kind of want stuff to slow down. Like, you know, right. so we can at least enjoy things a little bit more. Like I'm not ready to get to the holidays yet. At no, all. That's, <laughs> I, honestly, that's something I've been working on. I'm like, okay, stay present. <laughs> and you know, like sometimes you just rush through life and then mm-hmm. you're like, wait, I just missed all of that. You're always like wanting what's next or, yeah. you know, like a big mindset person so it's like Mm -hmm. why am i rushing like life's good right now you know i'm doing this this and this like enjoy the moment but it's so hard to just stop and enjoy something we're always looking for like what's next or like yeah sometimes we look in the past you know like i kind of missed that or you know Mm -hmm. it's so hard just being present where we are yeah no i agree and yeah i'm a really big mindset person like i believe in that manifestation and all that stuff so like i totally get what what you're talking about and yeah it's like um when we slow down and actually have like that and like i always talk about it like with people i'm like i think a lot of it has to do with our society is so based on that grind and hustle culture Mm -hmm. that like when you really want to be like against that and want that like slow life like and like not and not do all that it's almost like people look at you weird like it's like they think that's crazy but i that was never really how we were supposed to live in the first place right we were always supposed to like just take it one day at a time like we weren't supposed to be you know constantly 
hustling and grinding and and not slowing down and spending time with people and connecting with people yeah. like that's what we're supposed to do we're not supposed to be like constantly working till we die like that's not no, that's literally that is me so you're talking to me but i'm actually really bad at it like just hustling all the yeah. time you are gonna get burned out and that's mm -hmm. actually i feel like that might be a little bit of why i started doing um motocross arena cross all that mm -hmm. because i was just living life day to day working a lot in medical sales it's a hustle it's a great oh, yeah. i'm working a lot and it's like i go home go to bed wake up start over do it the next day and don't get me wrong i love it like what i do i work with a plastic surgeon that works mm -hmm. with cancer patients does a lot of breast reconstruction so it's actually oh, wow. cool and i always am like grateful for the medical device like space that i'm in because mm -hmm. of that because it just always makes me feel better when i am working long hours but i finally was like okay i need something that almost like re-energizes me or like something mm -hmm. that gives me I don't know, like it's literally, I was looking for something I was passionate about. And so right. that's kind of where arena cross came in. Um, I actually, one of my surgeons, he looked at me and he was like, Kristen, what's your five-year plan? And I like, was like, I don't know. I haven't thought about it because yeah. I've been so busy just hustling, you know, seriously hustle culture, trying to make money, like being mm -hmm. independent, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, I looked up and I honestly looked at him and I go, I have not even thought about it because I've been so concerned with just my day-to-day -day life, yeah. you know, that I haven't even stopped to think like, wait, what am I even doing? What have I been doing the past four years? You know, it's, yeah. it, it really is crazy when you like stop and you're like, okay, I need to take a step back a little bit and do something that kind of fuels me or else I'm going to burn out, which I think I definitely was starting to get burned out for sure. Yeah. And then, so that, that's kind of how I was. So the job that I work at, I work in tech. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I'm like a customer relationship manager for a tech company and I've been working at this place for almost like in October, it'll be seven years. Oh my gosh. And, that's awesome. Yeah. To be at and, one place for that long. That's great. But I'm, I was getting to that point, like, because I've been just doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, just, I've been in the corporate world since I was 18. So I've been doing this for literally almost 20, like literally almost 20 years of being in, you know, in this hustle culture and all this and just doing, you know, a regular job, like day in and day out while trying to raise kids and stuff. And it's like, this is never what I wanted. Like I always wanted to work for myself. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. My parents are entrepreneurs and that's why I wanted, you know, like I, that, I right. saw them, I grew up knowing that they had their own business and everything. And it's like, it's always something that I wanted to do, but I never, I never really understood like what I truly wanted to do because I'm such a multi-passionate person. So like, I was like, well, all the stuff that I love to do, how can I merge that all together? But obviously back then you just didn't have podcasts. You didn't have platforms right. like this because, you know, I went, I mean, I started college in 2004, you know, the internet was still here, but we didn't yeah. have these type of spaces yet. Right. So it's like, you know, so it's like fast forward because that's what I was going to do. I was actually going to go to school to be a sportscaster. 
That's awesome. So that was that was the whole thing. And then I actually tried to go back to school for for that a uh, couple years ago um, through Full Sail to do it all online. But I got so burnt out on mm-hmm. academia because it's like I was constantly trying to go back to school for things. And I'm like, no, like I got to stop doing that. And I'm like, who's to say that I can't, you know, do this without that degree like you don't just need put, nowadays yeah. you don't need it at all yeah. social media no you do not need a broadcast degree at no all. so i was like you know what i don't need this i'm like people do podcasts all the time people do you know like there's even people that like have become pit reporters you mm-hmm. know and stuff like that with no degree and i'm like if that's what i truly want to do then i just need to get out there and i need to do it Um, and, but the podcast came to be kind of because of, because of all that. So I was like, obviously I want to give women in motorsports a voice because, you know, a lot, a lot of you, you know, a lot of all of us, that includes race wives, everybody, all the women that contribute to the racing community tend to not really get their voices heard because they don't get to really share their stories. Um, you know, especially the race wives too. And you guys, the presenters, because you guys are always interviewing the people. You're not really right. able to share your own stories. Right. So, so yeah, so like, uh, you know, all women that contribute, you know, to the racing community, you know, should be able to share their stories. And that's why I love to be able to give, you know, presenters, you know, and reporters th- that chance. Cause it's like, you guys are always the ones interviewing everybody. So I know I Loki, I was on a podcast um it just aired yesterday but it was a couple months ago and I felt so weird I was like wait y'all are asking me questions I'm usually (laughs) the one asking questions I had no idea what to do I'm like how do I respond to a question I kind of forget that like I felt like I was the one needing to ask them questions but when you're talking about the podcast honestly I'm such a timing is everything type person so it always works out how it's supposed to Mm -hmm. and you know now your kids are older so you have the opportunity to go full in on this podcast. I mean, you still have a full-time job, but now you actually have time after yeah. work, to, you know, to work on the podcast. So I always think that things work out how they're supposed to. Oh, yeah. 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 I think so, too. And also, like, just the the idea of the podcast, when it came to be, um, like, it obviously had happened um after obviously my kids were already older, you know? Um, and it was because, you know, we actually were at a race when it happened. Like it just dawned on me all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, because we were, yeah, we were at Talladega because we go to that NASCAR race in October. Um, pretty much, well now it's going to be an every year thing, (laughs) but, uh, we've been like, this will be our third year. And actually that, Haley Deegan was uh-huh. testing. So she drove an Xfinity car that, at, you know, at that time it was just, that was like her only race in the Xfinity car. And so I was there when she, she actually placed in the top five. That's awesome. um, and I thought that was amazing. Cause she was the only woman, you know, on the, in right. the field and everything. And, um, we were actually in the garage experience. So we were right behind pit road. So I saw when like they pulled up to do interviews and stuff. And normally NASCAR only interviews, they only interview the top three and then that's it. 
Well, this time they ended up interviewing to the fourth position and then they skipped her. That's crazy. And I could not believe that. And like, I was actually like really mad for her because I was like, she was the only woman in the field. She placed in the top five and you didn't even let her say one word. That's wild. Yeah. And so that's where this whole thing. Yeah. It, all of it just dawned that. on me. And I'm like, you know what? If she being the only woman at that time, you know, in the Xfinity field, you know, a NASCAR major cor- or organization, right. they wouldn't even give her media time. Then, then wh- what about sports? all the yeah. other women that are in other racing organizations or, you know, or even local, you know, right. and then even the race wives, cause most of them, you know, they don't get to talk anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like all these other women in motorsports, you know, she's on a major platform and she didn't even get TV time. That's crazy. Yeah. Wild. But so, I love that that's how it started. Cause if, yeah. it if it wasn't for that, then this podcast wouldn't be here. And yeah. Be talking right now. Exactly. So it's crazy how it came to be. And so I started the podcast December of last year. Like, Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah. That long ago. Yeah. No, like I've already. only been doing this for six months. Um, and it's crazy how many, like, I haven't had a woman tell me no, (laughs) it's weird because it's like, I love women supporting women. Yeah. And, and that was, that was my main, you know, thing. It's like, I want all these women to be able to share their stories. And it was crazy because I was like, man, I started this podcast and like, I love angel numbers. So I did it specifically like that. So I did 12, 22 of 22. Okay, two, two, two. Those are my favorite. Uh, oh, I always okay. see them everywhere. Two's, yeah. So yeah. I see two, two, two everywhere, and it, it's crazy because literally at first my, the the podcast got up to two hundred twenty two subscribe, like two hundred twenty two downloads, and then right after that, that's when like the podcast blew up. Blew after up. that. Like, yeah. And now okay, you're going to have to remind me, I, I see twos all the time. And it used to be my apartment number is two, 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 like my motorcycle number is two. <laughs> I see twos all the time, but doesn't it, isn't it opportunity? Doesn't it mean like new growth opportunity? Yeah. It, it means, um, a lot of it has to do with like opportunity and, uh, pretty much like flourishing, like, you know, pretty much getting like you're pretty much your manifestations are like on the right track and like you're right. following the right path. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember. I thought yeah, it was no, you're good. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was crazy how that all happened. And it's like, it's all two, two, twos, like constantly throughout. And yeah, yeah like, so That's amazing. It, I love that. I, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. And so like now, like I'm booked out, I'm booked out like months, like, I like, I'm not like, I don't have any more episodes open like till October. That's insane. <laughs> it's That's crazy. Awesome. And so I'm like, wow, like people like real, like women will really want to share their stories like that much. Like, and you know, I'm so glad that I was able to give that platform because there really are no platforms for, right. you know, women to, you know, where it caters directly to women in motorsport. Uh, I mean, we have one, we have one other one, it's females in motorsport, but they 
mainly cater to women that are like in F1, um, you know, in that space. They don't really cater to um, any of the other Your average women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like they they cover mainly uh, people there or like road course, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but those organizations they don't really cover. Like obviously, they don't cover motocross. They don't right. cover. Um, they don't cover women in NASCAR. They don't. You know, they don't cover like it really anything that's more us based i guess you right. could say like they mainly cover stuff like out, yeah the european stuff um yeah so you know like the porsche series and yeah. things like that you know and and the thing is sure yeah those women do need to be able to share their stories too but i was looking at okay the women in dirt they're not sharing their stories people are not hearing from them you know, women in NHRA, like I've had, you know, a, a few of them, um, you know, they are not sharing their stories either. So like, I feel like more of these organizations, women in these organizations need a voice a little bit more, you know? Right. So, yeah. Well, you saw the opportunity and look at it, look at it now, booked out until October. <laughs> it's crazy. It's Cause I told my husband that last night, I'm like, I never thought it would get this big like i mean i was gonna do it you know it's gonna just be consistent with it because i'm really bad at not being consistent with things i was about to say i think that's the biggest key with anything like this is just being consistent with it especially like instagram everyone's always like just be consistent like post a lot of stories blah 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 and i'm like i'm not good at that at all i try to be more but everything on social media and you know podcast all that stuff Everyone claims that the more consistent you are, the more mm-hmm. traction it gets, the more listeners you'll get, the more followers you'll get, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, yeah. I think consistency is definitely key. Um, and it, maybe it'll reach more people, more listeners. Then you'll have people calling you trying to get on the podcast. Yeah, I'm hoping that if you're not gets- already, if you're not already. Um, actually, I haven't really had people like reach out to me to get on the podcast yet. But I mean, you know, you never know. It could end up happening. It'll happen. Manifest it now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely manifesting that and manifesting going full time with this, too. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, with the amount of people I have coming in, I mean, I could. I just have to, you know, I got to start getting sponsors. That's really all I have to worry about. Make make a little money with it. Yeah. 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 And I haven't I haven't done that yet. But I do, um, I am working with a local track, um, a local dirt track. And cause like, I let them, like I ran there an ad for them for an event that they're doing. It's like a really big, like money race thing. So, but it, in, it was more like a trade thing. So like I, I'm a sponsor for right. it now. And so like, I get to like, put my banner up on the fence and That's awesome. everybody gets to see it, you know, the like whole weekend. Yeah. And, um, that also they're going to let me be a pit reporter. Kind okay, of. I was about to ask. Yeah. Have you traveled yet or gone to races and done inter- interviews. 
No. So this will be the first time that I'm doing that because I actually talked to the guy today and I was like, Hey, look, this is something that like I'm thinking about doing. And I'm like, so, but you guys would be like the first ones to actually get this. And I'm like, would you be interested? And he's like, that's awesome. Let's do it. Yes. And I was like, honestly, if you ever see an opportunity, that's one thing that I've learned with this, because, you know, like I was in medical sales, had no idea how to get to motocross. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I still, I'm still trying to do it, but I, the only reason I even got arena cross is because Mm -hmm. I went around to people and I just started telling them what I wanted to do. And honestly, Mm -hmm. like someone will be talking to someone and they'll mention your name. Like, Oh, she mentioned that she wanted to be a pit reporter, you know? So like you do one race, you're a pit reporter. And then you kind of tell people like, Hey, either you like it or you don't. Like, Mm -hmm. I love this. I had fun. And then, I mean, they're going to go to other races, talk to other people. And the next thing you know, you're doing the whole series. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy how, I mean, you just have to ask people for stuff sometimes, which I was scared at first to do that. But now I've kind of just, you put it out in the universe and then you never know where where you'll end up. Yeah. And so that was kind of like my thing. I'm like, because I was going to offer it like where, if they do like a sponsorship package with their event, it's an add on where they can pay and I can do the pit reporting for the right. event, you know, right. like, and so I thought it was like something really cool that, you know, I could, I could offer. And so I was like, but you guys would be like the first ones to get it. Like as, a, as like a test, you know, like a, you know, to see if, you know, something that I want to be able to offer. And the guy's like, yeah, let's do it. Like, exactly. you know, that's so, awesome. So well, when like, is, it, is it soon? Yeah. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be at the end of this month. So it's June. Yeah. It's June 29th through July the 1st. Oh, that's next. That's next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Next weekend. Yeah. Next weekend. Yeah, next awesome. weekend. <laughs> so that's I get awesome. to do it next weekend. So yeah. Are you nervous? Uh, a little, but the thing is, um, I like, I know most of the people out there. Cause right. this is, you know, this is, one of the tracks that we run at that we would run at on a regular basis, but they, they pretty much close the track, but they're only opening it for like big events. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's going to be a lot of the same people that we run with. So it's not going to feel weird because it's not going to be a lot of people that I don't know. You already have the, see, that's the hardest part is doing all the research, knowing everyone. So you already have that down. Now you just got to be confident, which I'm still working on that. But yeah, you'll do fine. As long as you know everyone, you're, you're good. Yeah, you so know I know most racing, of the people. Like the water. Yeah. Yeah. Now there'll, there'll be some other people that I won't know because obviously um, it's a, they it's a bigger, it, yeah, it's a bigger race. Yeah. So there's going to be some people that are going to be traveling there. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like most of the local people that are going to be there, I already know those people. So that'll yeah, you'll, help. You'll do fine. You'll kill it. You'll kill I it. hope so. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though, because it'll be it'll be something different. It, this definitely puts me outside of my element because I'm I'm a major introvert and I'm like really? doing. Yeah, I'm actually doing this to get out of, like out of my comfort yeah. zone <laughs> so that's why i do the podcast and that's why i'm like doing all this like networking type stuff and things with the tracks is because i don't have a i don't really have a 
local audience with the podcast. Mm -hmm. Most of the people that listen to my podcast are actually outside of my state, which is weird, but I mean, but it's okay. Hey, that's awesome that it's traveled already. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because like I was looking at my, like my analytics and stuff and I'm like, most of the people that listen to my podcast are in New Jersey, New York, and California. That's crazy. And like, That's awesome. And there's barely anybody in the South that listens to my podcast. And I'm like, I live in Louisiana and like nobody pretty much listens to it here except for like a few people that I know. Um, and I'm like, yeah, like I want to be able to, you know, get more people here mm-hmm. and in Mississippi because that's where the that's where the race is. It's race in Mississippi. Um, but you know, it's still close enough to us that it's, we kind of consider it one of our local tracks. Cause it's only, it's only like an hour and a half from us. Um, where is it at? I went oh. to school in Mississippi. I went to Ole Miss. Oh, okay. Yeah. But so, that's like way up. Yeah. At the top, so um, it's, not that close. it's, uh, Pike County. It's, uh, in Magnolia. Okay. I feel like I've heard of Pike County, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, the World of Outlaws went there one time. Um, okay. Like, they used to go pretty often there, but, like, they went one time. Like, that was actually the first time I ever saw the Outlaws was um, was at Pike County. And then really? like, after that, yeah, after that, they stopped going. Like, it was crazy because it was the last race that they ever went to Pike that County. Went to. Yeah, yeah, the one that cool. I went to. Um, and so, and then like, you know, they have local, they would have local racing pretty much every, um, Saturday, but now, um, they like, they closed it down. And so now they're just like doing it, um, every now and then for like big events, they're not opening up full time. So, um, so where do y'all practice if, so we normally, um, we normally race at Baton Rouge Raceway. Because, okay. uh, yeah, we live right outside of Baton Rouge, so it's not far for us. Oh, that's like, nice. Yeah, that's like 15 minutes or so from yeah. our house. That's so, nice. yeah, luckily. Um, and, but they run, um, they only run every other weekend, so mm-hmm. we're off a lot. Um, and then we don't really have any other tracks around us because right. the only other track that would have been somewhat close to us, they've closed down. Um, just like a couple weeks ago, they actually mm-hmm. closed down. And so we don't really have a lot of like tracks really close to us. Those, that's Is really that like a got. common theme? Because I feel like with motorcycles, dirt bike tracks, it's the same thing. Like my dad had two, he sold one, um, mm-hmm. actually to, do you know, Aaron Plessinger? He he's yeah. a per, he races supercross uh outdoors. Mm-hmm. He actually sold it to his dad and then his dad sold it and I don't know if the guy he sold it to did motorcycles, but now I heard it's like a hunting camp. Oh. And then the track that the other track my dad owned, they don't really run races anymore. They're starting mm-hmm. actually back this year to run some practices and stuff. So Every time I'm home, I'm always like, Dad, where can we go ride? Like, there's mm-hmm. nowhere. I mean, you have to go to Florida, Alabama. There might be a couple. And we have, like, some small, like, privately owned tracks. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy. I feel like all the tracks are closing down. Yeah. So my husband uh, told me that supposedly it's this one company, like, called Copart. 
or something like that that's been buying up a lot of tracks just to close them down and turn them into sal- really? and t- turn them into like salvage yards yeah that's sad i hate that yeah um because supposedly um one of the tracks was in arkansas i think he said it's like i 30 or something speedway and it that one was actually running like consistently they were running like weekly and all of a sudden like they offered the owners like i think it was like a ton of money and they and they shut it down they literally did that just to close it Um, and yeah so they've been buying up a lot of tracks like all over the country doing that and so a lot of tracks have been closing down and i didn't realize that and but there was like an there was like articles like that you can google and find it and stuff and i'm like that sucks because it makes it harder for people to like race on a local level because then you have to start traveling a lot and that's a huge expense it's expensive yeah Yeah. that was why the car and all that other stuff exactly that and so my husband when when he started racing when when we started racing um first he did cards but then after that he went to a a micro sprint Mm -hmm. well they they were running them consistently here but then they stopped running sprint cars pretty much completely here and so we had to start traveling so we were having to go to we were having to go to texas and we were having to go to florida and we were having to go you know to alabama sometimes even into georgia and like that's extremely expensive um and so yeah but texas especially like we were having to drive to dallas all the time okay (laughs) yeah well we used to live in dallas for a little bit um yeah my husband got transferred up there for a little bit we ended up living um in north richland hills oh yeah yeah we lived there for about i guess like it might have been seven or eight months and then we came back as mass here now so (laughs) we're like in the hundreds i think this wow it's wild yeah so yeah we lived up there for a little while and it was really nice because he he worked um in oh in irving oh yeah yeah i I sometimes go to baylor irving over there i'm mainly in plano but i'll go to irving got it yeah and so he worked in irving and i worked in flower mound yeah yeah so um so yeah I, I worked out there. World. Yeah, it's crazy because actually the job that I work for right now, that is how I got it was I moved to Dallas and the um, the guy was hiring. And at that time it was a, it was a very small startup because it was literally me, him and like one other person. <laughs> um, and that was it. Um, and the office was in Flower Mound. And so um, I ended up going there during the like during the day but i'd only work like for so many hours there because i had to pick up my youngest daughter because they didn't have a a bus, bus for her really yeah because well we were in walking distance to the school so oh, okay. they they didn't send a bus for her um right. so that's why i had to like bring her and pick her up and then like he would let me work from home um during during the summer Cause I mean, when we moved there, it was almost summer whenever we had moved. And so during the summer, obviously my kids were out of school. Right. So he let me just work remotely from, you know, from my apartment. 
Well, um, when my husband was getting back transferred back to Louisiana, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm probably going to end up losing my job. Right. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm literally leaving the state. And when I, whenever I talked to him, I was like, look, you know, my husband's getting transferred back to Louisiana. I really love it. I was like, I, I, you know, I really don't want to leave, but I understand if you won't let me work remotely. And he's like, no, go ahead and just work remote. I've been doing it for seven years now. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I was like, that. I was so like, if it wasn't for Texas, you wouldn't have a job. Yeah, no, like, That's because awesome. that's what, you know, the, the job I currently have now is because I went to, you know, we went to Texas and I, and I got that job. So that's crazy. It, I yeah. Love that. It's crazy, but yeah, like I wasn't sure if he was gonna let me re- work remote like that, and he's like, "No, go ahead." And, and that was pre that was pre COVID times too, before remote. Was yeah, that was before remote was thing. even a thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's wild. Yeah, it's so crazy. Now it's like fifty percent of my friends are remote. Right, <laughs> right. It's crazy because it's like people were like, "Oh, so this is what re- working remote was like?" Because like you Back know, obviously the, I've been doing yeah. it forever. You know, compared to everybody before COVID, you know, uh, since COVID, and I'm like, yeah, this is literally what it's like. Because a lot of people thought that, like, oh, I just had it easy. Like, I was probably just watching Netflix or something during the day and not really working. But then it's like now people really realize, like, it's a lot harder to work remote than you think because you have to be very disciplined. Because you, you know, you're at your house, you could literally be like doing random things and not working. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's, I personally, it's I couldn't do it with my personality. Like there's no way I'm so ADD and there's no way that it would work <laughs> for me. It's hard. And yeah, cause like I'm, I'm autistic and I have ADHD. So like you put that together and it's like, it's like, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. It's all over the place. But yeah, I had to like, really, I had to really like make a schedule and make myself like really, you know, stick to it. But also I think because I have a corporate job and like, it's not like my hours, I didn't really make them. It would, they pretty much made it for me. So it's like, you know, I was able to kind of change up my schedule a little bit, but not much. So I think that's why is because I have to sit in front of a computer from From seven to two 30. Yeah. Like I'm not, you know, yeah, I get like a 30 minute lunch break, but that's it. And, you know, I, and also I have to clock in and clock out. Like there's a, you know, there's a software that I have to clock in and clock out at. So I actually have to like there and have to get on the computer and actually do your work. Exactly. So that does make it not easier. It does make it easier, but at least you have that accountability. Right. You know, right. And, and I think that's why they, they did that is because, and it's for all of us. Cause like, there's even more people now that work remote. Um, you know, and yeah, it's like, it's to kind of keep us accountable. Cause then it's like, you have to be in front of your computer and you have to be working and like doing everything that you're supposed to do. So, right. Well, I'm definitely jealous of that. I have some friends and I'm like, wait, y'all can just take up and leave. I don't know if you ever, I mean, like racing, you probably can work. Can you work on the road on Fridays or no? Well, um, so it's hard to like do that, especially if I have like phone calls because Mm -hmm. I do a lot of phone calls with my job. So Uh, the thing is, it's like, I have to make sure that with, um, 
normally I'm off before we even go racing because like I get off at two thirty, and so normally oh, so, we don't yeah, even go. But like next week, that one's going to be different because I um, because it's Thursday through Saturday. So they're doing the practice on Thursday. So we're leaving Thursday during the day um, and going out there. Um, and the internet and all that out there is very spotty. So what's going to happen is I'm actually going to have to drive to the next exit over and go work at Starbucks, Starbucks. Friday. <laughs> that's yeah, so that's what's going to have to happen because I have phone calls um, on yeah, Fridays yeah. and I just know that I'm not going to be able to keep the background noise to oh. a minimum at the racetrack. Like there's, there's no, no way. way. There's so that's what I told no my way. husband. He's like, you don't think you can work from the RV? I'm like, how am I going to do phone calls with people revving their engines and stuff outside of the outside, right outside of the RV? There's and no way. It there's no way possible. I could muffle that sound. Yeah. Even if I truly wanted to. Yeah. Plus, you know, we've got to bring our dogs with us and everything. And I don't need the dogs like being in, in my face while I'm on a Zoom call. Yeah. There's no way. So yeah. I was like, Starbucks just it. go drive to Starbucks and like work there and then come back. That'll be nice, honestly. Get a little, um, what is the, there's a new Starbucks, the olive oil. Have you seen it? They're making drinks with olive oil. Oh, like, no, no. I didn't know that. Like light version olive oil. Oh, um, wow. What is it? Is it, you know, the shaken brown sugar espresso? I think they have one like that, but it's like shaken olive oil. There's like three or four. Ooh. And my cousin, he texted me the other day and he was like, y'all are sleeping on the olive oil drink at Starbucks. It's actually really good. Oh, so wow. I haven't tried it, but I want to try it. It's brand new. Oh, okay. My yeah. Cousin, it I, sounds questionable, but. Yeah, I would think so too. <laughs> yeah i wouldn't have i would have never thought olive oil though. i i don't i don't know who decided that that was a good <laughs> idea but apparently it might be good yeah wow um yeah i definitely wouldn't have thought those two that and coffee would mix would mix but yeah <laughs> so but honestly though most stuff at starbucks tastes really good so maybe it's not then maybe they're not off. Maybe it's like just not hidden in there. I mean, I don't know if they actually put olive oil for it. It's like a syrup. If it's a mm. syrup, then I feel like they can kind of, you know, it might not be just olive oil flavor. Right. But they probably have some vanilla or yeah. Nothing. I don't know. You know, they put something in there to make it taste good. Yeah, probably so. I mean, Starbucks doesn't really have anything that tastes really bad. So yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to. I'm going to have faith in them on this one. Yeah. I'll, try. I'll let you know if I try it before you, but I'm definitely going to try okay. it at some point. It might be tomorrow or Friday, maybe a treat on Friday. Yeah, maybe so. But yeah, I haven't had Starbucks in a, in a, in a while. It's been a couple months since I've had Starbucks. I don't, well, I don't like, because I'm at home all the time, right. but like, I don't even like think about like going get Starbucks. It's just kind of like, when I, when I do, like when I get out, but like, I don't do it very often. So good for you. They have them at all our hospitals. So midday, oh, wow. I'm always like, I could use a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it it's was where like all my money goes, right. I know when I worked in Flower Mound, the, um, 
the office was literally right next door to a Starbucks. Starbucks. That did not that did not help me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, just, it's like seven dollars a drink now. More than yeah. Wild. It is. It's insane how much they are. But yeah, it like Starbucks was right there, and I'm like, that was like a bad idea that I was right there by Starbucks. Um, right. and then like where our apartment was, there was one like right across the street. So it's like I couldn't get away from Starbucks. <laughs> it was always around. So I was like, yeah oh yeah they're they're everywhere because we have one here um it's it's over by the interstate and i hate the way that they they did it because it's right next to chick-fil-a and And you you go to chick-fil-a then yeah the traffic is for starbucks and chick-fil-a right next to each other oh yeah it's ridiculous it's backed up all the time at least Chick-fil-A, I feel like they have freaking, they have like guards telling you what to do, <laughs> like parking guards and stuff. Yeah, because where it is, it's like, they, like that Chick-fil-A has, barely has a parking lot. Like it's so small. So like people are backed up on the actual road. And so like it backs up the inner, it's right by the interstate because that's like right by the ramp to get on the interstate right it, it's ridiculous i'm like that that was like the worst place you could have put a chick-fil-a like i yeah. get why you wanted to be close to the interstate but then nobody can actually get to the interstate because yeah. people are like waiting to turn into chick-fil-a so it's ridiculous like everywhere there's a chick-fil-a it's always packed so oh yeah packed. yeah they're always like that um but the food's so good though. I get it. I get, I get why they're packed, but it's like it's that and Starbucks. Yeah. Both of them are. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but yeah, man. So like, obviously when you become, you became a, a reporter, Report. right? Yeah. So like with, with, with the uh, arena cross thing. So like, how did you actually get that gig? Like, did you just, pitch yourself and be like, Hey, I want to do this. So I seriously had been telling people everywhere, like, this is what I want to do. I want to do some kind of reporting in motorcycles, dirt bikes, whatever. And from what I know, I think someone told the new owners recently this year, they were new owners of. Oh, okay. So they came in and bought the AMA arena crawl kicker series. And someone had mentioned my name to the new owners. And then I got a call. I actually took the interview for the arena cross job um, in the hospital, in the operating room at a scrub sink, which is like funny to look back at now. But I didn't even know it basically was an interview. But one of the guys called me and he basically interviewed me. And then he asked me to send him my reel um, because I did have ex- a little bit of experience from mm-hmm. football. So I covered football and basketball in Macon, Georgia, for a school called Mercer University. So I had that on my reel. So I sent that to him. And next thing you know, they basically were like, okay, like we liked your reel. You know, mm-hmm. um, this is the schedule. Can you do them all? You know, we negotiated price and everything. Right. And next thing you know, I was doing arena cross, which is so crazy. And then, from arena cross i have already gotten another gig um Hmm. this won't be airing for a little bit but the first one is next weekend 
Um, I haven't really mentioned it to me, many people, but it's a show on MAV TV called On the Edge. It's called Lucas Oil on the Edge. So it's going to be a lot of different motorsports doing crazy things. And that's all I really know so far. But Mm -hmm. it's crazy how just telling two, three, four people, you know, what you want to do, someone mentions you to someone else then you get a call you get an interview next thing you know you're doing arena cross because you do arena cross math tv saw you and asked you to do this it's crazy how opportunities follow opportunities you know yeah and what less than a year ago i wasn't covering any motorsports sitting in the operating room wondering how the heck do i even get to motocross like i know I have no experience. I know stuff about it, but I have no experience. I don't Uh really know that many people, you know, I mean, I do, but not to where I could call and be like, Hey, we all hire me. Like I don't have experience, you know? Yeah. So it was cool that someone took a chance on me. Mm -hmm. I got the opportunity to do it, built some confidence and now I'm about to do something else, which I'm excited about. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I think you know, there th- may be some cars in this new one, so maybe I'll learn about cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more than likely, um, if if it covers uh, Luke, because I know Lucas Oil has like multiple series of them, mm-hmm. you know, on their own. So like they have like the Sprint Car Series, you know, eight, um, that would be uh, I think it's a well ASCS or USCS, one of them, um, but. Yeah, so Lucas Oil does, has that. They also have like their own. Um, it, it's similar to NHRA, but it's the Lucas Oil version, I guess. So like uh-huh. they have like their own series too. So yeah, you're probably going to be covering all different types of cars then, if you know if it if that's what they're doing. I think uh, it's more like a TV show, but it's um. I don't know that much about it because this is like brand new, but right. it won't be airing for a little while. So once this airs, I'll know more about it. But yeah, I'm excited. It should be fun, but it's also yeah. like stepping out of my comfort zone. But I was telling um, someone else the other day, I was like, honestly, any kind of motorsport. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, once you've mm-hmm. been to the races, like if it's loud and you smell the race gas, it's, yeah. it's for me, you know, like, yeah, like that, I love. Yeah, I never thought that race gas, like the smell of it, would like do something to me. But it's like every time you smell, yeah, it's crazy because it's like it's now. Like, I sound like a crazy person. I feel like when I tell people that, but then I talk to people and they feel the same way, and I'm like, okay, so I'm not <laughs> that crazy. Maybe a little bit. I mean, it's a crazy thing to say, but you know. Yeah. 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 Like I didn't realize it either until like I've been around it so much and I'm like, man, I just love the smell of race gas. Like, I don't know why, but I do. And yeah. And that's when my husband's like, look, you're not crazy. Like I thought I was crazy too. Cause I'm like, wait, like that kind of sounds weird. You know? Yeah. No, it does. Like, I mean, we're probably losing brain cells and I'm definitely <laughs> deaf from working in motorsports. So it's, it's fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all I'm, for the love of the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, hearing is de- is a problem oh, with everybody, and mine is bad. And yeah. I don't. I never wear like protection or anything. I'm like, I've got no. to get better at that. But at Same. this point, I'm like, that's eh, too late. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Like we're all really bad about that, and it's like, uh, 
I mean, I've been I've been hearing it for 18 years. What yeah. you know, what's what a few more gonna... years like yeah. what you know, what's it gonna do? I don't think it'll really affect it very much. <laughs> So, well, though, that's awesome, you know, that you obviously have gotten more opportunities since you've done Arena Cross. And it's like, it was mm-hmm. just from you putting yourself out there, you know, and being like, look, this is what I'm wanting to do. And then it's like, you know, it just got to the right people. And it's like, yeah, yeah, like I know Kristen, you know, like, yeah, yeah why don't you call her up? And like, I think that's awesome. And now, you know, you're about to do something with Mav TV, which is huge. And then like, God knows what, you know, what's next for you. I mean, there could be so many other opportunities that you'll get just from, you know, just that one TV show. Right. That's what I try to tell people. Like, it's never too late. I mean, I know I'm not that old, but I have for the past, what, five or six years Mm -hmm. been just selling medical devices. And then, you know, one day I decided like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm passionate about. And I'm also one of those people that I'm like black or white. I don't really do baby steps. And so Mm -hmm. I just jumped all in. I was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm telling people I'm going to do it. And, you know, like manifest. (laughs) If you say you're going to do it, I've kept promises to myself. I have learned that, you know, keeping promises to yourself is the way to build confidence. And so I told myself I'm going to do this, this and this to prepare for this, you know, because Mm -hmm. I think I think that's the best way to go about anything you want is set goals. And I kind of did that. Next thing you know, I look up and I'm like, wait, less than a year ago, mm-hmm. I had nothing to do in motorsports. And now I've gotten two jobs so far and hopefully more to come. The more yeah. experience I get, the more, you know, my name hopefully will be thrown around again. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, I wish you the best of luck. Cause I mean, Thank I love so- I love that you're, you know, that you're really like just going out there and just being like, I'm doing this. this like, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes that's what you have to do. Like not take baby steps. You just got to go all in and be like, I'm doing this. Like, right. and there's nothing holding me back. And, and yeah, no, um, I, I think that we just have to take chances on ourselves. Yeah. you know, when we're passionate about something. And yeah. And I mean, obviously I know exactly what you're talking about because that's what I did. You did it's the like, same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I took a chance on myself and I'm like, I'm doing this and I'm going to be consistent with it. Yeah. yeah. So it, yeah, it's, it, it's just amazing what happens when you actually like believe in yourself. In yourself. It, yes, yeah. 100%. So when you believe now, in yourself, you go after things mm-hmm. you're unstoppable women are unstoppable yeah exactly and honestly i feel like so many of us tend to hold ourselves back because we're just so afraid of like either what people are going to say about us or or we just think that we might not be enough in some way right. you know and it's like no like we are enough most of the time we're actually overqualified um, it's funny cause I actually read a book about that. Um, it's, uh, I love books. Yeah. I, oh, um, it was women, women who, women who dance with wolves. I think it's what it's, what, what it's I called. I, I might've heard, I haven't read it, but I feel like that sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. So she, she says, um, the author in it, she literally says that women are automatically overqualified. And that. when she said that, I was like, wait, I'm like, what do you mean? And then she, you know, then she explains it. 
Um, yeah, because it's Dr. Clarissa um, something. I can't remember her last name. But yeah, she she literally says that. She said that women are automatically overqualified because obviously she's talking more of like the spiritual aspect because, you know, we are the, you know, the type of spiritual beings that we are and we're literally the ones that create the world and we are the creators of human life. And she's like, right there makes you more overqualified than anything. That's and I was awesome. like, oh my gosh, she's so right. Like, and, and, it, and it dawned on me then whenever like I read it, I was like, she's right. Like we are like, we're way more powerful than we give ourselves credit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so if like you put your mind to it, you're unstoppable. And like the only thing that was stopping me was myself mm-hmm. and being fearful that I wasn't going to be successful. And, you know, um, I haven't really quite made it yet, but I was just yeah. talking um, on another podcast and I was like, everyone fails, you know, and the best thing that comes out of failing is you learn from your mistakes and you become better. So really there's no bad to failing. It just makes you better in the end. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And honestly, I think that's another thing too, is that we tend to be afraid to fail mm-hmm. and failure. Literally there, there's nothing wrong with it. There, um, there's it just no bad to actually, it just means that you actually tried, right? you know, and we tend to like think that failure is a horrible thing. Yeah. So it's women who run with wolves and that's the name of the book. Um, yeah. And oh when God, I read that, yeah, Clarissa Pinkola Estes, um, she's okay. the one that re- uh, wrote it and, and I'll DM you like that. Okay, Cause sweet. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such a good book. Um, a friend of mine actually recommended it to me. Um, and honestly, since then I have binged like all of this oh, woman's books, yeah. like every single one. Um, because they're so great. And also like she tells different stories of women, like art, like archetype archetypes. Um, and yeah, that was one of the things she said was that women are automatically overqualified. And I'm I like, love that. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And at first, like, I'm like, well, what do you mean that we're overqualified? And then that's when she goes into the whole thing about how, you know, we're, we are literally the creators of life. We're the ones that are connected like we're the we're the only ones that are connected between you know here and the spiritual realm and Mm -hmm. so we are the ones that literally we are the stargates of both realms because we bring life like souls have to come into us to be able to come out and so yeah like it's it's an amazing book and like i read it like so fast because i couldn't put it down Um, but yeah, it's, it's such a good book, but it really like puts that into perspective that women, that society, cause she does talk about that, how society has made women feel more inferior than what they truly are. Um, and it's like women that run with wolves, they've actually taken back, you know, all of that. And they're, and they refuse to feel inferior. And so, yeah, it, it's an amazing book. Um, okay. Um, you've sold me. I'm going to yeah. add it to that. I'm going to add it to my list. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I recommend it in any of her books really, because all her books are, you know, 
they kind of have a lot of those themes in it. But yeah, I'll yeah I'll I'll DM it, DM it to you and stuff so you so you have it. But awesome. yeah, but no, this is this was amazing talking to you, and I'm and I'm so happy for you, like with everything that thank you're you doing. So much. Seriously, oh, yeah, no. thank you. I'm so happy for you. I'm proud of you for starting this podcast, thank and you. it's going to be super sex, sus, ugh, successful. Not that it's not already, but you are going to have people calling you trying to get on it for sure. Yeah. No, thank you. And I'm, I'm glad you were able to uh, take time out to come on. Thank you so much again. Okay, guys, that was it for that episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If it was your first time listening, or if this isn't the first time that you've listened to this podcast episode, I hope you enjoyed it again. Um, so, so yeah, guys, um, make sure that you follow Kristen's journey. Um, I'm going to link her social media, um, in the show notes. Uh, also make sure that you guys, um, if you're loving the content that we're putting out every week, um, make sure that you, uh, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you choose. Um, we, we're definitely on as many platforms as possible, uh, Apple, Spotify, um, Podbean, Google Podcasts, iHeartMusic, Amazon Music. Um, I mean, you know, we're just on so many different platforms. You can find us, I promise you. Um, but and definitely, if you feel called, please rate and review the podcast. It helps um, to to let other people know, um, it, it moves us up, you know, in the whole, you know, with this whole algorithm that podcasts have, and it makes it easier for people to find us. So, so yeah, definitely do that. Um, if you feel called to and, um, subscribe to, we have actually two newsletters now. That's a new thing we've got going on. Um, so we have the VIP section newsletter, which has to do with just the podcast itself. Um, that comes out three times a week. So it's going to come out twice for the podcast episodes, which you get to listen to the podcast episodes a day before the podcast comes out. So um, the night before I let VIPs listen to the podcast um you get first access to it because i don't post anything about it on social media until the next day so you guys get to listen to it right away um and then also um we have a new newsletter that is coming out it's going to start on january 29th um it is our motorsports marketing uh newsletter it's going to be coming out twice a month and um if you are interested in in learning more about marketing when it comes from from the motorsport side, um, you know, if you're a product based business, that's mainly what who we deal with. We deal with more product based businesses or events. Um, definitely check us out. Um, you know, we'll be giving you know as much free content as we can away. Um, and you also get a free gift as well for signing up for that, which is our um, pretty much our business glow up um, workbook. And it's all about uh, creating your customer avatar, being able to um, put your whole entire brand story together 
make sure that everything is cohesive because you want your brand story uh, and your customer avatar to be on point because that's the only way that you're going to be able to really um, market your business and be able to get the clientele that you truly want. So definitely check that out um, and and grab a hold of that because that customer avatar workbook will only be free for so long and then eventually it's going to become a paid product. So uh, definitely check that out. Um, but that is it for me, guys. Um, until Wednesday night, if you are a um, VIP or Thursday, if you're coming straight from social media um, for our next episode. And that will be um, a replay as well. Um, it will be our, um, actually, it's going to be our fourth and fifth together. Our fourth one, our, our fourth most listened to, um, technically doesn't count because it came out in 2022, but I will still talk about it at the very beginning of the podcast. And then we'll go into the fifth most listened to episode. So, until then guys uh take care have have a have a good week um i know it's a short week for a lot of us you know that work regular jobs and we were out you know for new year's day um so it's a short week again um but go out and manifest your best lives and take care bye